Welcome, friends, to the Miles with Marty podcast. This is home base for running community love, and we're sponsored by Squirrels Nut Butter. Spread the lube, and your blister and chafing problems will go away. You can thank me later. Hello, world, and welcome to the Miles with Marty podcast. I've got a great episode on tap for you today. I've got an interview with the ladies from Elevated Running and Pacing. They share their running story and talk a lot about their... They coach runners of all abilities with all distances. They do individual pacing to help runners achieve their goals, but I think mostly their biggest thing is they do pacing and races for uh, a service of race directors. They have an entire team of pacers, and they are highly trained and motivated and entertaining. Kimmy Lynn and Emmy were just super passionate about running and a real joy to talk to. I'm sure you're going to like it. At the time that I'm finishing up the editing for this episode, I'll be packing and preparing to head down to Jacksonville, Florida, actually the Middleburg area, for uh, the Section 4 September Sufferfest put on by my buddy Mike Martinez and the Runners for Recovery gang. It's going to be an awesome time on the Pioneer Trail. There are several distances of races to do a 12K, 24K, 36K, and a 50K. I think there are just like one or two spots available in each distance, uh, but probably at the time of this airing, it'll be sold out. But if you can't get in the race, if you hadn't signed up, come on out there and help volunteer. It'll be at the uh, Pioneer Trail at the trailhead. Uh, send me a direct message and I'll give you an address to put in your GPS if you're in the area. I'll be out there with my Traeger grill cooking some good meat up all day. Without any further ado, I bring to you the Elevated Running and Pacing Team, Kimmy Lynn and Emmy. So welcome to the Miles with Marty podcast. I have Elevated Pacing here, Kimmy and Emmy. Kimmy goes by Kimmy Lynn, is that correct? It is. Okay, so Kimmy Lynn and Emmy, welcome ladies. Tell us a little bit about your company and then maybe about your individual history if you would like. Sure. Well, hi, everybody. My name is Kimmy Lynn. It's great to be here. I started as a runner when I turned 35. It was something that I had not done leading up to that. But when I turned 35, I did my first 5K and I loved it. And then I did my first 10K and I thought, heck, I could do a half marathon. I did a half marathon. It was a little bit of a disaster. I thought I would never do a marathon because only crazy people run marathons. And here I am at 53 four-ish marathons and 21 ultras. And yeah, I still admit crazy people do marathons, but I absolutely love it. And Elevated Running and Pacing was born from that love for running and for helping others and just seeing how a race is from a different perspective. So it was one of the best things that Emmy and I have ever done. We've had quite a few adventures and this one is one for the ages. That's exactly right. I think Kimmy did a great job in just summarizing how we got together, but I didn't start running at 35. I started running at 22-ish, 21-22-ish. I had gone off to grad school and I had a, a professor tell me to figure out a way to get my energy or my bubbles organized. And I went out for a run and 
a few miles later, I was still enjoying it. And I skipped right to doing 10Ks. And I had a family member say, well, here are some goal times for you. And I'm a very goal-oriented person. And I just started clicking off goal times. So I did a 10K. Then I did a half marathon. I did a couple Ironman. And it, it just has been a great journey. But I think the coolest part when you talk, Marty, about the power of a running community, I found Kimmy because we were pacing a marathon and she walked up to the pacer table and we just clicked immediately. And then Elevated came out of the pandemic. Kimmy had taught me everything she learned from her 50 some odd marathons and all of these pacing experiences. And it changed my life as a runner. And so because running has such a positive impact on helping me personally achieve goals and be the best human I am every day, It was fun to learn from Kimmy how to share that with people in races and make races their best memories ever. Sounds good. Wow. So I can tell already that you all love your jobs and that's important. (laughs) It is. Elevated is really a passion project and we contract with races for various distances, Um, half marathon, full marathon. We will do pacing for ultra marathons. And I think that's the thing that pacers have to have. They really have to bring a love for the sport because when you are pacing, you are doing this for other people. You are volunteering. You are giving your time, your effort, your energy, your expertise all for other people. And it could be to distract them in those last few miles when they are hurting and they need help and they need encouragement. But It's just so rewarding and you never know who is really a part of your pace group in that you could have someone who was 50 feet behind you the entire time and they never let you know they were following you until the very end. You cross that finish line and they come up and they tell you, I was watching you the whole time and my goal was never to let you get farther away than you (laughs) were. And it's really a great way to connect and to build community and to share this love for something that we all just, it's part of our lives. It's part of our blood. I mean, I can't imagine going more than a few days without a run. And it's kind of cool to have that much of a a dedication to something that really is a a hobby. And, you know, I'm never going to be Olympic level, but to be able to help other people, I'm just I'm happy as a clam. (laughs) I like what she said too, though, Marty. I feel listening to what Kimmy said. She said the power of not even knowing who's behind you watching. And as Kimmy and I are both teachers, I teach at the collegiate level. Kimmy works um, in the community level and just our heart and soul. We are teachers. We are runner teachers. And I think being able to see people achieve their goals and to transfer these skills, I like to say life is like a marathon. You have this process you learn how to maneuver through and it's not a sprint to the finish. It's how do you take all of the different things that come at you in those many miles of a marathon and continue to show up. So I think when she says someone might be behind you watching, it's just a great reminder that whether you're on a race course or on a training run or just living life and doing whatever job or task you have in front of you to show up as your truest self because you never know who's watching and who could you could positively impact. Well, I can definitely relate to that. I, I know one race in particular it was the Space Coast Marathon that I just did last November, this past November. And 
I had been training heart rate for ultras for a full year. So I had no idea how fast I was going to be. And so even though it's a flat, fast course, I was nervous about committing to a certain pace. So I did exactly that. I laid back because I didn't want to commit. And I missed out, you know, having heard what you all just said, I really missed out on the magic of it in the community part of, you know, the the pacer being cheerful and cheering you up and telling jokes and things like that and keeping you and, you know, and learning. Uh, I missed out on that, you know, but I did definitely hang back and keep my eye on that pacer for the whole race. And that's okay. We know that we are helping people at different points. There may be someone who starts with a pacer and their goal is just, I am going to get warmed up. I don't want to go out too fast. I'm going to stay with you for three or five miles and then I will go. And then there are people who we sweep up at the end. They might have started out too fast and those last few miles are really hard for them. And pacers can encourage them to keep going and to push harder. And then pacers are there to distract you. One of my favorite parts of pacing a marathon is when we hit the halfway point because I start something that I have begin to reference as the Kimmy countdown. And every mile, I will give my group a fun fact, a story, a random piece of knowledge. And sometimes it's running related, sometimes it's not. And I have had people come up to me and say at, you know, mile 21, Kimmy, I need a really good story. You've got to distract me. And if there is anything I can promise, it's that I can run for 26.2 miles and I can talk for 26.2 miles. <laughs> so the stories, the jokes, the strategies, the reminders, that's what a good pacer is there for. So we are really wanting to expand Elevated and to show people exactly how much pacing adds to a race in terms of having participants walk away and say, that was absolutely amazing. And I want to do it again. Kimmy often teaches me because remember, this whole elevated idea came out of Kimmy and I running together a lot of miles during the pandemic. And I like to say I'm the first official trained elevated pacer, because I got the whole pacer training course before it was a pacer training course. And yes, Marty, we offer a pacer training course, but that's another conversation. Kimmy always says that pacing is both an art and a science it's an art because you have to know when to talk when not to talk when to listen to their feet when to listen to their breath when to distract them but then you also have to be a coach and a motivator and you have to know the sport you have to know what happens when it gets exceptionally hot on race day what happens what are the things that the runners do when they are dehydrated when they need sodium when they do actually need to slow down and when are they letting their internal governor outweigh what they're actually capable of and when can they actually push? So it's a really fine line, that art and that science. It's one of my favorite things Kimmy taught me before we started Elevated. And it's one of my favorite parts of Elevated now, that pacing is both an art and a science. Wow. Makes a lot of sense. I saw on your bios that you have done the pacing at the Marine Corps 50K. And you mentioned that you do halves, marathons, and ultras. So are there other ultras that actually have pacing groups, or do you do those? I mean, and I know you would in the case of the Marine Corps, but in other ultras where they're not, you know, that large of crowds, do you do that as a service for the race, or do you do that individually? 
Marty, that's a great question. And I think that pacing at the ultra level um, is not really as common as what you are used to when you look at a half marathon or a full marathon. And that's something that we really want to set out to change because just like people who are running their first marathon, who are looking to a pacer to give them help and guidance and to distract them when things get tough, we can do the same thing when it comes to ultras, especially the 50K distance. So that is something that we are working to expand. We are speaking with a few different race directors about how they could utilize us. And we are very data-driven. You know, one thing we pride ourselves on is there is no one-size-fits-all to pacing. And we want to say to a race director, what do you need and what is going to serve your runners? Meaning, are you going to have 50K runners who are out there for an average of six hours or six and a half hours or seven hours? Because that will be important as to where we put our pacers because there's no use in having a pacer at a five hour 50k if runners aren't going to be at that pace we don't want a pacer to be running by themselves they are there to serve the runners in the race so you know it's something that is definitely evolving and i think you're going to find that you are beginning to see elevated running and pacing at not just more races but more ultras which will be great because we absolutely want to have people say that was an amazing 50k i can't believe i did it and i absolutely want to do it again well i could see you know just hearing you say that i could see so many cases where that would be such an asset. Like for instance, uh, the timed races, like a six hour or 12 hour race. If you have, you know, groups of people with certain mileage goals for those time slots, I mean, that would be huge. Cause usually those kind of races, they have plenty of room for the extra people on the course. You know, the only things that would be kind of concerning would be like a trail race with a cap, you know, with a low, a small cap of number of runners. But those bigger races with the time thing especially would be, you know, a great opportunity for a pacer to help someone achieve goals. Yeah, definitely. And the tools that a pacer uses to stay on track, that's something that can be used whether it is a distance-based race like a half marathon, a full marathon, a 50K, or if it was a time-based race like a six hour, an eight hour, 10 or even a 12 hour. So it's really exciting to see what we're able to do in order to help other runners, because that really is the goal to build the community, to build the passion for running and to make people say, I didn't think I could do this and look what I just accomplished because that's a really powerful thing. Yeah, I can imagine just a couple of times in my short running career, and I've only been running since my first half marathon was 2017, but uh, just in my short time and just ultra running since 2020, but I've gotten the opportunity to crew for other people and volunteer at races. And and like you said, to help someone else achieve their goal is uh, so fulfilling. It's so fulfilling. And I could just yeah. And sometimes you need that drill sergeant. You know, Emmy was so kind when she was saying that you are their 
cheerleader and, and you're doing all of this to help them accomplish things. But sometimes you do need to be the drill sergeant to tell <laughs> them, no, you are not stopping. You are not walking. You are fine. You are going to keep going. So pacers are a little bit of everything, which is kind of a, a fun mix to have during the race. Yeah. Do you all have some regulars already or are you just kind of, are you kind of contract race by race? One of my favorite stories is that Emmy likes to call them my groupies. And I just, I connect with people after I run with them. I am texting them, getting them on social media, getting them to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. And I want their email addresses because it is so fun to run with someone. And it is even more fun to have them come back and run with me again. So, you know, we have races that we are going back to and pacing year after year because we love the race. We love the race leadership and we love the runners. And then we have runners who we meet who travel to different events to run with us again. And it's just such a neat experience to be able to inspire someone to say, I ran with you in Gainesville, but now I am going to come and I'm going to run with you in, let's say, uh, DeBerry, and I want to run with you again. So tell me, where are you? What races will you be pacing? Because I want to be there. So do you all travel all over the country or the world or are you regional? Oh, we travel. I always love to say, if you have a race, I will travel to it. <laughs> um, right now, I have not run any races uh, personally or pacing outside of the country. I would love to do that. Um, all of my running and pacing has been within the U.S. and I am not technically a 50 stater. I don't consider myself, you know, chasing after that goal. But one year I did sit down and kind of look at the states I had run. And I was amazed that I think I've got at least, oh gosh, if not half, it's really close to half already done without really trying. So there is literally nowhere that we won't go for a race. But I think there's another piece of it too that we haven't yet talked about, but I think it segues perfectly into this. Marty, you were talking about how we could potentially help at some of these timed ultras. Another really awesome thing that Elevated Running and Pacing offers is individualized pacing, both for our athletes and for people that are just looking for a pacer. So in addition to having a pacer training course and to, to providing pacing for different race events or contracting our pacers out to other pace teams, we also have athletes, whether you're looking for a new distance or a new speed or just getting started, we have fantastic training programs and we have about a dozen athletes that are striving for goals, whether again, those are distance goals or speed goals. And some of them will culminate with us running with them to help them get a Boston qualifying time or a certain distance goal. But it's so much fun to see just the idea of the community that can help someone achieve something that they're dreaming of achieving. So, yeah, I was just thinking about going into that, the coaching side of it. So you actually coach runners and pacers then. We do. And it's really exciting because we have had athletes at every level. We have had athletes come to us who are not runners yet, and they are doing what would generally be considered like a couch to 5k program 
where they are getting ready to tackle their first 5K. And they know they might not be able to run the whole thing. And that's okay. They may do intervals and we absolutely want to help them accomplish the goal in a way that is safe and comfortable and healthy for them to do. And then we have athletes who are chasing faster half marathons. We have athletes who are going for those Boston qualifying times. And we have athletes who are training for ultra marathons into the 50K, 50 mile and beyond distance. So it's quite a mix. And we're really proud of the work that we do. I think as teachers, we know that there is never a one way to do something. So when we have a new athlete, we're always interested in what what do they want? What is their life like? And how can we have a training plan that is going to work with their life, their job, their family, and then still allow them to do the training to be successful. And it's just been such a joy to see them knock it out of the park and have these moments where they're achieving things that even surprise them. I mean, we kind of saw the potential, but sometimes a person is their own worst critic and they need that coach, that cheerleader, someone to say, you are capable of this and you can do hard things. Yeah, well, I 100% agree with that. I am, you know, I'm a very avid researcher and reader. I'm sure I could come up with my own, and I did for my very first marathon, come up with my own training plan and all this stuff, but I am my own worst enemy in that I believe, you know, if the training plan says you should run six miles a day on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and a long run on the weekend, then I think, well, what will it hurt to do seven miles a day during the week and, you know, add another mile in the long run and maybe do some other stuff in between runs. And so I end up with overuse injuries, you know, and so. Oh, Marty, we would whip you into shape. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a coach now that is, she's uh, stays on me about, you know, sticking to the plan because, and I, and I have learned the hard way that, I've not had any serious issues, but I've had tons of the little, you know, strained calf muscle kind of thing and heel bursitis and things like that just from overuse. Yeah. And it's one thing it really does almost take getting injured to realize how important rest days are. And rest days, the one thing that we do stress very, very much to our athletes is Rest is just as important as your actual training days where you are out and doing those miles. And we know that it's hard when you have a rest day, you may think, I feel great. What's the harm in going out and doing three or five miles with my friends? But, you know, when it comes to training, there's a very fine line and you don't want to go into that overuse category because injuries are just, ooh, they are soul sucking. So I think as runners, we we always want to do more, but it takes that voice, whether it's from a coach or a friend to say, it's okay, you have earned your rest day and your body will thank you for that. I follow Runners World Plus on Instagram and all. And so I think two months out of the year, they do like a, a running streak, you know, at least a mile every day and so 
my coach, I, I send in a, like a report every Sunday of, you know, recapping my runs throughout the week. And so back a couple of months ago when they had that running streak, I put on there that I ran a mile on a non-running day. And she said, what are you doing running? <laughs> and I said, it's a running streak for Runner's World. She said, I hate running streaks. <laughs> and so, oh, gosh, I feel that. <laughs> so that got canceled. The running streak got canceled one week into it. But but yeah, but this is not my interview. This is about y'all. I'll move right along. So on the pacing, that, I mean, that's really intriguing to me. And and Emmy mentioned a little bit about the individual side of it. So people can, so if they're not even an athlete that you're coaching, and let's say they're doing a race, and which I guess there's not a marathon in Savannah anymore. Or else you could call Skidaway Island, maybe. I think they may still be doing one. They are. But let's just say that uh, they're doing a marathon and they want to be Q, then they could contact you all. Even if you're not pacing for that race, you all have can be hired individually to help a person, you know, pace for a BQ. Absolutely. Whether it is aiming for a time for Boston or Chicago or New York, or even just a personal goal. If someone said, hey, I've always wanted to run a 435 marathon. Could you pace me? We will absolutely work with that person. We want to find out where they want to do this. And sometimes they want our input as well. So we are happy to offer services as broad as helping someone to pick a great race, helping to pick someone a great time of year to target that goal that they may have because they've got to think about when would they be training for it. We can work with them on hydration, nutrition, and gear all the way up to, yes, if you would like personal pacing, let us know. We can work that out and join you at your event. I was fortunate enough, oh, about a year and a half ago, I had two really good friends who were shooting for a certain time in a half marathon. And they said to me, Kimmy, would you come down and pace us? And it was such a great experience. So I was there. I did not have my pacing sign like I would if I was pacing a whole group at a race, but I was their personal pacer. And it just was so rewarding to be able to give the two of them the best of the best of everything that Pacer Kimmy could bring to it. So we are so honored to offer that service and to help someone do something. So anytime somebody wants to ask about that, they should always reach out to us. Well, that's really intriguing. The idea that let's say, you know, someone sitting here at the, in the fall of this year and they're thinking, maybe next fall I have this race in mind, then they've got the time to where they can contact you all and, and, and work out and you could work out a training plan for them. Like you said, nutrition. And, and so you could give them the plan to get them to that, you know, 430 marathon or whatever, beat Oprah (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. And, uh, and then pay some, and the actual race, if uh, if that's what it takes. I mean, that's yeah, a, absolutely. That, that nobody, I guess, else offers that that detail more. You know, of a of a thing. I haven't heard of anybody doing that. Yeah, we are so honored to do it and to bring our experience and our expertise to it. And I will tell you that Emmy 
did just that for me in Boston in April. Um, we went up there together with the goal that we were going to run together and she was going to pace me so that I could get my Boston qualifying time for 2023 and Gosh, I made her work for it. I was not an not. easy or pleasant <laughs> runner. I was whiny. I was not in a good spot, but she did what a good pacer should do. She kept me on the mark. She did not listen. Well, she listened, but she didn't give in to my whining. And it was fabulous. I credit her a thousand percent with the finish time that I had. And I know that had she not been there as my best friend, as my pacer, I would have never, never, ever, ever been able to get the time that I did. You're sweet, Kimmy, but it's also really exciting to say that everything elevated, we, we've practiced what we preach. Like we practice pacing very hardcore. We, for example, this past Sunday, we had a training run and I had just gotten back from a work trip. It had been a very early morning flight and we still had miles to run. And it was the perfect opportunity for us to not just practice control in our running, but to practice our paces for our next race that we're pacing. So we intentionally practice every pace. If there is anything elevated that we offer, we have practiced and researched and been certified ourselves. Our training plans, we have used on ourselves before we give them to our athletes. Pacing, we've practiced the times. We pace each other so we know what it feels like. Nutrition, we test so much nutrition. It's just really important and we value knowing everything we possibly can about what we're talking about. I could tell. What do you have upcoming races then? You, you mentioned you got upcoming races. Where are you all working next? Well, I am super, super proud to say that we are both going to be part of the PACE team for the Chicago Marathon in October. I am going back for my second year on the PACE team. I will be one of the PACERs for 350. And then Emmy is joining the Chicago Marathon PACE team for the first time this year. She's going to be at 355. And that is going to be a blast. I mean, it is such an honor to be included on a world-class team, one of, uh, of the six world majors, you know, to be able to say I'm pacing and I'm helping people achieve these things. And some of them will be getting Boston qualifying times. It's really great. And then in November, I have one of my own races. Um, we like to say that we show up for ourselves so that we can show up for others. And every now and then I do like to have one of my own goal races. So I have a 50K that will be the second, yes, second weekend of November. So that'll be fun. I don't think I have run a 50K in a while. So I'm looking forward to the distance. I know it's going to be uh, an interesting challenge, but I am always up for things that are fun and different. And then after that, gosh, I well, hold on. You have to wait and pause because Emmy's working that race. Emmy is pacing the second half of that race for Kimmy because my big race for this year is in December. So I cannot race a 50K in November. <laughs> However, I am helping Kimmy and she might not say this out loud. So I'm just going to put it in the universe for her. She's going for the fastest known time for this event and she's going to set a course record. I just, I've seen her training. I wrote her training plan. She's going to nail it and knock it out of the park. You got this girl. But I, 
I will be pacing her for the second half of that 50K. Um, the really, really cool thing, Marty, that we have coming up, we are emceeing a huge race on Defusky Island in January. Whoa. Okay. What do you mean emceeing? So we are your finish line announcers. Oh, we okay. are your cheerleaders at the finish line. It's a race that's not yet at a point where they are ready to welcome a pace team, but they love and appreciate what Elevated brings to the table. And so because they could not quite afford the whole team, they asked if we could be their announcers. Oh, okay. So like what uh, Yasso travels around and does it, and Rudy Novotny and a couple of others travel around and do emceeing for races, announcing. Precisely. We are going to get to bring our signature elevated level of energy and enthusiasm and experience and really get people pumped up and excited and then help them celebrate as they cross the finish line. So we are very honored to be partnering with the Defusky Island Marathon. And we, in fact, have a fabulous discount code. So if any of your podcast listeners would love to sign up, it is January 14th, Defusky Island in South Carolina, and we will make sure that we have that discount code for you so that you can come and be a part of the elevated experience. Yeah, that was, I was just thinking to myself, I've had several friends do that race. I think you can do like a 39-mile challenge, right? Do the half and the marathon. So they the used to do that. Um, this year, they are not doing the 39.3 uh, is what it used to be. Okay. So they are just having the half and the full marathon. But perhaps my favorite thing is that it starts at a really reasonable hour. I am not an early morning runner. If I had my druthers, I would be starting all of my runs <laughs> late, late into the day. So Defusky Island is going to be beautiful. It's fast. It's flat. It is gorgeous. The race directors are amazing. And oh, by the way, you don't have to wake up at the crack of dawn either. So we do hope that you and your listeners will join us there. Yeah, I will. I will definitely post, uh, you know, and I was going to say, you know, with your website and whatever other contact information you would like, I'll put it in the show notes and I will also put it on my website. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. I'll put the link to your, to your company, you know, and, and anything else that you want to add to it, but I'll certainly email you about that discount code. <laughs> it's yes. elevated 10. I mean, I can just tell you it's elevated 10. That's, that's an easy one, but we'll write that down for you too. Okay. Sounds good. Is there anything else you want to talk about your service? I was just going to ask you to, you know, to talk about some of your favorite races. Uh, but if you've got anything else you want to say about your company uh, before we move on, I'll be glad to hear it. I do think we, we do have some upcoming races. People can pace with our pace team. We're doing some work with the rock and roll series. So we'll be at rock and roll Nashville with the pacers for the half and the full um, that's been a really fun, we've done quite a few in the rock and roll series across the country. So we're excited to put Nashville on the list so you can meet all the elevated running and pacers there. But if you follow us on um, Facebook or Instagram, um, elevated running and pacing, you can find out more about our upcoming races and discount codes and just all sorts of fun inspiration. Okay. Well, Marty, thank you so much. We really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and to talk a little bit about elevated because it really is a passion of ours and we are growing by leaps and bounds and we we love what we do and we just really are excited to see it grow and blossom. 
Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. I love to talk to people that are passionate about running and uh, I could talk about running all night. And so it it makes me happy. <laughs> Same here. So just a quick rundown. Tell me your favorite marathon that you've run yourself. Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to say, oh, I love the Philadelphia Marathon. I have paced it many, many times, and I think it is the perfect mix of a big city. So you have lots of crowds. You are never going to be by yourself. You go through so many different areas. And I just have such an affinity for the city of Philadelphia that I I go back to that race very often. And then one other one that is super special is Boston. Um, the crowds are just unlike anything else you will ever experience. And no matter how tired or sore you are, as you make that turn and you are headed down Boylston towards that finish line, the absolute war of the crowd is so incredible. It just lifts you up and you feel like you are an Olympian who is walking with a gold medal around your neck. So Boston will always have a very special place in my heart. I second that. It's it's hard to top that experience uh, uh, right on Hereford, left on Bo- in Boylston. But I, I would like to shout out the York Marathon. Kimmy found the York Marathon when I was trying to get a BQ. We needed something flat and fast, and York is just incredible. It is the cutest little town in Pennsylvania. The course is on this um, really forgiving um landscape it's very cool it's like on an old rails to trail so there's no traffic to deal with it's an out and back it was just fantastic i'll hold my pr there it's an absolutely fabulous race but there's there's a couple races that i just love to pace as well so it's that's a tough decision you'll need to ask me again after i do this race in december because i've heard great things about it but to be honest marty i raced so many of my marathons going for bqs and pushing my limits there's a lot of them i don't remember the details so that's another (laughs) really big part of pacing that i absolutely love like i can't wait to go back to chicago because i went for a bq in chicago and and that was a wonderful event, but I don't remember every moment of Chicago. So I'm really excited to run Chicago and soak in every possible second. Yeah, it's a great race. I did it last year and it was a lot of people complained because it was so warm. But if you're from the South, that really was not that warm. <laughs> it was like That so is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Well, I've really enjoyed talking to you all. Like I said, I will put your Instagram info and your website you know in the show notes and on my show website and uh, I hope that I can you know help you uh, spread the love in the running community I can see a huge you know opportunity for growth in your industry to get into the ultra side of it and that would be awesome you know because I certainly have goals and you know I, I have a race coming up October the 1st and it's like a second attempt at a 50 mile PR that I'm going for in a 12 hour loop race. It's like a three mile loop around the lake down in Lakeland, Florida. You know, the idea of someone, a pacer being there because in those loop races, you know, every time you come past your little aid station tent, you have the opportunity to sit down and rest. And so to have someone there that's kind of keep you on track for your goal, you know, it's uh to to be the 
uh, drill sergeant sometimes, your yep. leader at other times. That can be the difference between reaching your goal and not for a lot of people. It really could. Well, Marty, we wish you all the best in that race. We will be following along and cheering for you and can't wait to hear all about it. Yes. Thank you so much for having us on the show, Marty. Thank you all for joining. Well, I hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. everybody. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Wow. Those ladies were just overflowing with energy and a passion for running. It was truly infectious. I'm going to post in the show notes the uh, contact information for them, their website, their email addresses, their IG handles. So please go to their sites, uh, follow them, give them a like. And if you're a race director, give them some business. Give them an opportunity to pace your races. I bet you won't regret it. I just wanted to give a shout out to the running ninja, Louis Coco, and remind you that he's got a race coming up down in Miami, the Miami 100 and the Ride the Wave 50K. It is September the 24th, and so you better hurry up and get registered for that if you want to do it. It's only a couple of weeks. I want to sincerely thank you for running your miles with Marty today. I know there's a lot of choices out there, and it means a lot to me that you chose to run or ride with me. I hope you enjoyed the show. If so, give us a review. Hit that subscribe button and spread the word, just like that running community loves. We're on social media at Miles with Marty Podcast, and you can email us at mileswithmartypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again to our sponsor, Squirrels Nut Butter. Spread the lube at squirrelsnutbutter.com.